Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. To another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. My name is Dan Leonard. Hi, Dan. Me this week. <laughs> Every time. But see, you don't have to thing. reply to me. It's funnier if I just say hi, Dan, and you don't reply. I know because then it. And joining me this week in the studio is Heather Strait. Hi, everybody. Jeff Williams. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. And back again, our very special guest, Brittany Hughes. Hi, y'all. Hi, Brittany. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us again. Taking time in your busy dinner schedule. Well, our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Uh, so... And was that all? That was a whole week ago. I think we were talking about all of those construction walls that you guys saw around Epcot, right? Yep. So many. There were walls. a number of them. Yeah, they... yeah. Some of the places and things they're taking those walls. This is something. This is an improvement uh, that totally passed me by. I didn't realize they're doing. They're they're updating the Japan Pavilion in World Showcase with a whole new look in the walkways there, and they look fabulous. Have you seen this? They look fabulous, but I just walked right over them just a few days ago and did not notice. Didn't notice yeah, at all. I, they should be subtle and nice, and they are. You just That's true. Didn't notice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Usually there's so uh, much sweat in my eyes, I can't see anything around there. <laughs> sweat in your eyes and booze running down your chin. Yeah, yep. I was enjoying some of the comments on this article that I read about the walkways, such as, and if the drunks drinking around the world fall, now they won't get hurt. I'm not sure why the gray concrete would keep them from getting hurt and the pink concrete made them get hurt, but... It is science. The gray is a softer. Oh, no. I think the gray stuff is smoother like stone. Oh, so you won't scrape your knees? Yes. You'll but get... because it's stone, it's wobbly and you might fall true mm, mm-hmm. it's true yes so they're replacing some of that some of that generic concrete with a new texture design which looks more like natural stone textures which are key to the japanese aesthetic more authentic to the japanese pavilion it looks nice yes. you got three colors now going of stonework gray grayish and this gray uh, and then the kind of pinkish color, too. <laughs> Curious, too, because at the top of this article, it says the World Showcase Beautification Project continues. I'm wondering what else they're counting under that project. I haven't so noticed anything else going on. What they've on. done around Morocco, maybe. 
even though that's less of a beautification. Oh, that's a, true. They did redo that whole like, courtyard with new tile and, and also. Yeah, they took made out it pretty, some, but also took everything out of the pavilion. Yes. That thing sucks. Everything now. that was at all authentic to the country of Morocco or interesting at all. It's all no. very bland all, now. All the stuff sad. that had religious significance. Yep. It, it's a sad shell of what it used to be in there. Yes. But it would be nice to see if, if this is a continuing project, if they're going to spruce up the walkways to make them fit in nicely with the environment of each of the countries and kind of touch things up. That would be pretty nice to see. That would be swell. Yeah. France got a bit of an update with that whole new area for Remy. So yeah. that was good. And they took the wall down around Spaceship Earth. That's a little more open. Mm-hmm. As We're we getting there. move into getting that center part somewhat finished someday. Yeah, we're in like year <laughs> three of years, uh, yeah. ongoing project. Like we said, what happens first, the Space Station Hotel or Epcot is fully open? <laughs> yeah, that's I would crack up if people could sleep in space before they could drink in the middle of Epcot again. Right, Brittany? Yes. <laughs> I just had to find okay I just had to find that um, article so I'm a little behind but I'm with you now I'm, 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 I'm with you now <laughs> good news is that she got an article just in time for me to segue to the next <laughs> yes <laughs> so I was going to say almost as expensive as drinking a beer on that space hotel is apparently Drinking a beer in the airports in New York City. Am I right, guys? No, right, Dan. airports are pretty expensive. But what is? Yes. what do you think is the most you've paid for a drink or something to eat in an airport? One time I had a Sam Adams summer ale on draft and it was twenty seven eighty five plus tax plus a 10% fee. And that was only when I was at LaGuardia are Airport Are you reading that out of this article, <laughs> Jeff Williams? I am indeed. <laughs> $27 plus a 10% a COVID tax. COVID recovery fee. Uh, yeah. What and what exactly does that mean? What does that cover? That's just an excuse to take an extra 270 Yeah, they're recovering the profits they lost when they weren't operating. Why is that uh, my responsibility? Exactly. Apparently, there were several viral social media posts about Speaking the of COVID. just, yeah, that just... <laughs> awful prices in at JFK and LaGuardia. And so the office of the inspector general for New York's Port Authority, New York and New Jersey, has decided to crack down on it. And they actually ended up having to make a rule that says any of the any of the places in those airport are not allowed to sell their concessions for a price that exceeds 10% of what you would find in local off airport street prices. I love that. Yeah, are, absolutely. New York City is stupid expensive for everything anyway. So a beer that's six or seven dollars here is probably 14 there. So yeah, it could be but, 10% over that. But 30 bucks yeah, 27 for a beer is ridiculous. Plus 10%, 10% plus tax. I'll be honest. And obviously, this is concert pricing, which people want to complain about pricing at a theme park. Try going to your local arena. For oh, dude, kind it's of terrible. Oh. Elton John show last month. Mm-hmm. A tall boy 
of Miller Lite was $15. Gross. $15 so, for Miller. Pre-pandemic, maybe even like, I went to see Willie Nielsen and Allison Krauss at our local amphitheater here. And a beer was, it was, it was like 15 bucks. And all they had was Bud Light, Miller Light, the usual garbage. Yeah. And not even ridiculous. a huge beer, like for that. I've yeah, paid I, I some mean, ridiculous prices at airports, but this is really bad. Twenty-seven eighty-five plus ten percent plus tax. I, I guess the, they, you, New York's idea should apply all over the place. And I, mean, good luck I live with in that. Kentucky, and things are not priced as high here. But it does make me laugh if I go to check. Chick-fil-A outside of the airport versus Chick-fil-A in the airport, and it's twice as much. I'm getting the same eight-piece nugget. I just, yeah, I don't quite understand it. I can see a small upcharge, but double is ridiculous. It's not costing at least double double. to serve that. No, and they claim that it was erroneously applied surcharge. On top of, they say, on top of an inflated base price, like that surcharge of 10% is not. That's not even the insult. No. Right. Even after you take that 10% off, it's still a ridiculously expensive. And I think Disney pricing is terrible, but a beer at Disney is like 12. Yeah, it's not 27. Mixed drinks are in the $13 range and uh, usually up if Heather's ordering. There are some fancy beverages that I like to get there. So, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. If you have to ask for your margarita to be made with Don Julio 1842, it's probably going to be expensive. Did Last you really week, do Heather that? and I were. <laughs> oh, did I really do that? I, I seem to recall somebody else season. ordering the same thing. No clue what you're talking about. Uh huh. What were you saying, Brittany? Oh, no. Last week, we went to happy hour at the Four Seasons, and we felt like, yes. oh, we're going to get a really great deal. And then when we ordered our drink with Hendrix Gin, they were like, that's no longer on happy hour. And right. guess how much those three drinks were that I got, Heather? How much were they? $90. 50 But it was happy hour. So you're thinking three drinks, but it was still $50. Yeah. I'm a college uh, town yeah, happy hour. Yeah, it's nickel beer night. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, those were $16 cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> but the happy hour price without Hendrix would have been seven. So <laughs> that was a bit of an upcharge. It's quite an upgrade. But it wasn't a $27 beer. Yeah, for yeah. a Sam Adams. Ugh, gross. Which isn't even expensive beer, but they, they act like some kind of fancy craft beer or an import. Like that's no, Anheuser Busch. Speaking of. Speaking of looking for good deals on expensive stuff, you guys have some kind of magic juju. You look for flights at uh, 7.46 a.m. on a Tuesday morning to get mm-hmm. the best deal or uh, book your hotels on a on a Wednesday night when the moon is full and the yeah. cows are running around yeah. the barn. Last night during the, during the eclipse is when there were really some good deals on kayak. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many myths about that there is this the right day of the week to book a flight or the best time to to snag a hotel room. And most of those are just absolute garbage. It's there's uh, the one I always hear is that you should look for flights on a Tuesday. And it's actually really not true. 
flying on a Tuesday through Thursday is better, yes. but not when you book it. Exactly. Right. Airline because prices. Because businessmen tend to fly on Mondays and mm -hmm. Fridays. And airline prices now, are dynamic, so they change as the flight fills up. Like cruise prices. Mm -hmm. They go up and then they go down and then they go up again. Yep. I would, I always tell people to, to buy flights at least a month out for a domestic trip, maybe up to six to eight weeks, but anything before that, it's probably not necessary. And anything closer in than three weeks, you're going to be paying a lot more because it's mm -hmm. going to be get the closer you get a week before your flight is probably the highest prices you're going to see. So try to look for midweek flying times. And the same thing really with that goes with hotels. There's not really a, a great day of the week to do the booking, but it's cheaper to stay in the middle of a week than it is over a weekend, particularly if you're talking about a vacation destination like Walt Disney World has a surcharge on the weekends. And a lot of places like all-inclusives and things like that are more expensive over a weekend than they are in the middle of a week. But it doesn't matter what day of the week you're looking for it. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's more expensive on the weekends and typically more crowded, especially because most people mm -hmm. that don't have a lot of vacation time or, you know, don't want to be away from their children or home for a full week. They're going to go a Thursday to a Monday <laughs> or a Friday to a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So, and and I had heard all of those myths too, but I think all of that, especially now in this post-COVID or as we shift away to back to normal life, businesses, Jeff, you mentioned it earlier, they're just trying to recover. And as things mm -hmm. fill up and people get more comfortable traveling, all we're seeing is prices increasing and increasing. And I have yes. clients that say, when should I book? When should I book? And the answer is now. Yeah. Everything. If you, if I quote you something today in a week, your airfare, that airfare has gone up. No question. 100%. It's yep. not going down. It's just going up. Yep. And I think it's going to be that way for a while. Really until a lot of things stabilize. As long as Joe Biden's in office. <laughs> It's it is until until things like the war in Ukraine, until all of that situation stabilizes, it's going to stay high. Fuel's going to stay high. Until we get enough stickers <laughs> on gas pumps to turn around fuel prices. That's right. All right. <laughs> Still yeah. peeling those off the, the pumps. Yep. What about cruises? Cruises is another I like one. Them. I say book them as soon as, as the sailing is released because those go up as well other than other than disney cruise line because they only have so far the four ships and they almost always sail mm -hmm. full but the other cruise lines you want to book early or you want to book near because they'll start yes. they'll start discounting to fill up a half full ship closer yep. to sail time about disney never does that because they always sail full yeah, yeah. about the 90 day mark when final payments are due you might on other mm -hmm. on some of the more cruise lines with bigger ships although right now not everybody has all of their ships sailing yeah and they've been but soon enough they'll all be back in the water yeah especially with the news that came out last week what was that oh well, right this will be next week you when can't we talk hear about this. that right now so <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh we don't well, talk about Bruno. 
Actually, yes, I mean, now I can include that. Give <laughs> <laughs> you another bump. Airfare is a little bit different because the price you pay is what you're locked in at. Most cruise lines do allow you to lower the price if a promotion came out. So your risk for booking early is not really a risk. As long as, okay, do I have a rate that will allow me to change if a promotion comes out? I always tell people book early so you can get the cabin you want, the deck that you want. Mm-hmm. And then if if Royal Caribbean releases kit sale free or Carnival comes out with a promotion, almost always they are going to allow you to get that lower price as long as it's before final payment. So if there's something that you want, you should go for it. That's another tip too is don't make your final payment right away. Just let it ride a minute mm-hmm. so you can adjust or cancel. And that's another good reason to use a travel agent. Mm-hmm. My trip insurance. Let, all of this. Let your you travel agent kind of make crazy. that phone call to apply any discounts. Exactly. Really, all of these things are better to book through a travel advisor because they know all of these guidelines and work with it every single day and you don't have to keep it all straight. And it's best to let someone else do the work for you and then advocate so you, for you if you need to get a refund or So if you book a trip at kayak.com, they're not going to call you and apply it. Oh, heck no. A discount for you, let you know how much they saved you. They're also not going to. No. You know what Costco's <laughs> also not going to do? They're not going to help you if you are in Mexico and you test positive for COVID and you don't know what to do now. They aren't going to care. Mm-hmm. And you can figure it out yourself. I don't know. They do have a lot of toilet paper for cheap. You can still get that without booking your travel there. Oh. If they can sell toilet paper for so cheap, though, imagine what they can do for travel prices. <laughs> you know what? It's not even usually a much of a savings. Usually what they're not, you're not saving money on your trip. What they're doing is giving you a free pack of toilet paper. Yep. It's not worth it when you're stuck somewhere trying yeah, to get you- out. They give you incentives, but instead of like onboard credit or other things like that, they just give you a gift card for their own plates. So you can buy mm-hmm. that toilet paper to take on you on your trip with yeah. you. I don't know. Or stockpile plus the, in plus case everybody for, has. Plus the fees for the extra bag to bring your extra toilet paper down to Mexico. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah that there Costco was a is the Flo's V8 Cafe of travel plates. That is correct. <laughs> wow. Let's see a t-shirt in the future. (laughs) (laughs) This is two weeks in a row that we've accused uh, other establishments of being the Flo's Mm -hmm. VA Cafe of (laughs) Of something something else. (laughs) It's a comparison no one wants. I feel like it's safe going after Costco, though. They're they're probably not going to get litigious with uh, this particular podcast. No. Speaking of things getting back to normal... Because I'm sure that we're not at all tired of saying this over and over. Over and over. (laughs) Global pandemic. But uh, we got one more major step back to normality here uh, from Europe. The EU is going to drop its mask mandate for passengers on flights and in airports starting Monday. Monday. Monday, May 16th. Starting just in time for me to go to Europe on a plane and not have to wear a mask. Yes, this one was exciting because I had forgotten about the fact that even though I don't have to wear a mask in the U.S., if I so choose, that when flying to France next month, I was 
going to be back in a mask for that nine-hour flight and not anymore. As of the time you hear this podcast, masks, the mask mandate has been dropped in the European Union. I'm excited. Most of the places that you're going to be traveling in Europe already do have a vaccine mandate for guests coming in. It's and, and everybody needs to make up their own mind about their own risk tolerance. If you're a little bit higher risk, keep it on while you're on the plane. And if not, you don't have to wear it anymore. I've noticed that in the U.S., it's there's been every flight I've been on, there's been a handful of people who are still choosing to wear them. And even among the flight attendants, some of them will and some of them won't. And it's great to be at that spot where people can uh, decide what they're willing to risk and, and know their own health and whether or not they're at a high risk for COVID complications and should keep it on. And if the guy sitting next to me starts coughing, I will have one in my bag to pull out and put it on immediately. <laughs> Might also want to put that on, at least during the boarding process oh. for all those crotches rubbed in your face, right? Man. <laughs> That's just when she's flying with me. <laughs> been a trend recently i was talking to these folks earlier about the fact that i have had on my last several flights i'm i always pick the aisle seat and i have had your legs are so long yeah mostly because i'm afraid i'm gonna have to get up and pee but i've had so many dudes that decide they're just gonna climb over me to get to the window seat instead of giving me two no that's when you give them a sack tap on the way through (laughs) give me two seconds to stand up and i'll let you in the row you do not need to climb over someone you don't know no you need to tackle them people just it's not like you're a small child seriously i'm just Punching them in the private Fully throw an arm, stiff arm, and block them, knock them down, make them look stupid. Sorry, my Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to get up to let you in. I had no idea you would be so rude as to climb over me. So sorry my elbow just hit you. How about I usually like the window seat so that I can lean into the window and away from the person I'm sitting next to, and I'll go... That's my seat. And they sit there like they expect me to climb over them. Uh, no. Get your ass up. Maybe they want you to climb over them. I can do a lap dance, but it's going to (laughs) cost. I'll back it up. (laughs) Good to know. Heather, maybe when you get on the flight, you can get one of the flight attendants to give you a cup of that botulism coffee. (sighs) And you can have a terrible accident. When they're rubbing their balls in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That might be worth the botulism coffee. No, actually. No. You're not going to drink the botulism coffee. You're just going to pour it on there. Spill it on there. Oh, that's genius. Yes, that's happening. Oh, You know what? Just put a bear trap there (laughs) between you and their seat. And then if they climb over you, they get what they get. Oh, dear. That's, I will take that under advisement. I think TSA would have no issue with you going through there with a bear <laughs> trap. Not like that guy with the 27 knives and his disposable scalpels. Right. My bear trap would be fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'll give it a try. You just tell him it's a reproduction. That's why we can bring lightsabers, right? That stuff makes me mad. I find myself more often lately just saying no. To people that are trying to do something like that. And I I can become pretty intimidating. Mm -hmm. You saw me recently. I said no to somebody at Disney or wherever we were. And they were like, oh. Sorry, never mind. (laughs) 
you're imposing enough of stature and the octave of your voice yes. that yeah. carries a little more weight than with Heather. This is true. They don't take me seriously. They know they can take me. That's why you got to just work their sack like a speed bag. But I'm scrappy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we're talking about this. I was wondering how many different ways we would come up with to describe (laughs) inflicting pain on the testicles. (laughs) The bear trap could go there too. Wait, the bear trap wasn't going to go on their testicles? <laughs> no, just so they'd step into it when they climb over you. Okay. Gotcha. I was taking that well, in a different direction. Yeah. I'm going to take this discussion. Well, actually, it's not that much of a different dis- uh, direction. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, because things are about to get even weirder. So as we're getting closer to summertime, we're back on this series, the Dan favorite series of weird festivals around the world since summer... Oh, nice. Kind of festival time. Although this festival does not take place in the summertime. It it takes place on December 28th, and we're going to a tiny little town in Valencia, Spain. Uh, The town is called Ibi. I-B-I. And every year they have this absolutely batshit crazy (laughs) festival called Els and Ferenats. Oh, does it have something to do with flour? Yes, it translates to the flowered one. The flowered ones, and I think, see, it's it takes place on during a traditional biblical feast day. I guess the uh, this the commemoration of the massacre of the innocents. This is really uplifting when King Herod yeah, decided yeah. to kill all the baby boys. Uh-huh. So I think that this might be a weird Spanish like pun on like infants and feronauts that sounds. So we're going to go. Mm-hmm, with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. This is a day-long, basically like an epic cosplay event that goes on. So the town and any tourists there divide up into two teams. One team is the Enferonats, and the other team is like the local police called La Aposicio. I love when you read foreign language. (laughs) I have no schooling in foreign languages. I think I've said before, I'm the smartass who decided to take Latin in high school so that I wouldn't have to learn uh-huh. something useful. That was a good decision. I know people like that. I make excellent life choices. <laughs> well, what does the flower have to do with it? Okay, so what happens is, after they split up into teams, Els and Farinats, they decide, <laughs> they, they stage a coup d'etat and take over the town for the day. Okay. And they come up with the most ridiculous new laws, whatever ridiculous crap they want to tell you to do. If they tell you that you can only walk backwards and make right-hand turns while you're singing a song about how much you love your chicken, they can do that. (laughs) And if you don't follow their new laws, they can take you to jail in the center of town. They also go around town begging for collecting taxes, basically, and collect fines for people who break their their laws. But then at the end of the day, the opposition team, the police team, meets up with the crazy people in the center of town, and they have an epic, massive battle where they finally act out overthrowing the city. They throw flower bombs, eggs, and firecrackers at each other. Like bags of flour? Yeah, like bags of flour, and just, there's like a picture of guys throwing those, like those three 
three dozen, like a restaurant size pallet of eggs. So this mm-hmm. is just another people. festival that's basically a giant food fight. Yeah. <laughs> food fight plus there's so I want to be in a giant these. food fight. There's so many of these. There's the ones that throw they throw tomatoes at each other. There's the wine one. There's the one. wine one. Yeah. There's one in Spain too that they throw candy and baked goods at each other. Oh, I want to go to that one. Yeah. Like a warm Especially chocolate. Especially the chip baked goods. Yeah. Oh yeah. People throwing crust. Even softer things. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, but cake. if you look at these pictures oh, in the National Geographic article that I linked, there's cake all over the place once these people get done throwing eggs and flour at each other. <laughs> right. This whole town street is cake. cake. I don't think I want I to eat to the mention, street cake, though. Yeah, I forgot to mention that they all get dressed up in, like, military uniforms. And so, they're running around. They're literally, if you look at the pictures, there is a lot of flour yeah. on the ground. It looks like snow, and but it's not. It's flour. Air. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We don't have and enough ridiculous festivals in the United States. No, we've said that before when we were talking about, oh, is the mummerers on Newfoundland. Yes. We need more excuses to go door to door demanding drinks. Right. We've strangers. got like the weird butter festival in Wisconsin in the summer, but. The we cow need, pie tossing. We need more food fight festivals in the United States. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be in a large scale food fight. Sounds fun. I think part of the problem is that if we decided to start one up in America right now, is we're trying too hard to be trendy and yeah, do something where people would complain about the, the allergies. Needs. So we'll yeah, is there gluten in my food fight? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas these people have been throwing flour and eggs at each other for 200 yeah, years. So they've got the weight of history behind them to, to lend a sense of legitimacy. But to you have to start somewhere, Dan. It's true. In 200 years from now, we could say the same thing. Right. Get at it. Let's have a planning meeting. Perfect. And I'll just start throwing food at you guys. Let's have I a just, food fight at our next company conference. Oh, man. Somebody just has to make the first toss. Like, you have to scoop your hand in the pudding and fling it. And, just, and oh, I yeah. feel like I would participate, but I don't know if I have the balls to start it. Oh, pudding. Look, I'm sure you I do like not. It. I like it. I like where you're going with this. That's- All right, I will do that. <laughs> Let's order a, order a vat of pudding at our next catered event. Yes. <laughs> Can we have this food fight outside so we don't have to pay a cleaning? Yeah, I think you might still have to. (laughs) Yeah, probably. We'll try anyway. When I still had my catering business where I did the the school lunches for a local school here and they did a fundraiser auction thing every year. And I proposed that one of the auction items for the kids could be to do a food fight in the lunchroom. And I would... I would facilitate it. And what I wanted to do was tape it off Dexter style with plastic yeah. sheeting. <laughs> just hang plastic sheeting everywhere yes. in the whole place and just go to town. And then yeah. we could take it all down and it would be great. But just everybody eat. And like part of the thing that you auction item to did was that everybody would eat and then you'd have a humongous food fight. And the kids would have loved that, but they said no. That sounds fun. I propose this every year. They said and no every year. They never let it go. <laughs> they happen. never went for it. Maybe it's All when right. you mentioned taping it off like a serial Dexter killer. I didn't style. mention the Dexter <laughs> part of it. But I thought part of it would be I would buy goggles for everybody so nobody's going to get hurt and make sure the food was all 
nothing that could hurt anybody. My kids' well, elementary kids school, what, one of the things that they did for if they made their goal for their walkathon every year was that they got to throw paint at the principal. So they mm-hmm. would put this giant they put this giant canvas behind him and they would have super soakers full of paint. Yeah. And he would stand in front of the canvas and the kids in the winning class would get to take turns squirting him with a super soaker of paint. One year it was water balloons full of paint. And then they would hang these canvases in the school. It was the same That's thing. Pretty cool. Only paint. Yeah. But they did that outside and it was just throwing it at paint the principal is what it was called. They didn't get to chuck paint at each other, which also yeah. was really fun. They they never went for any of my auction items. The other one was kill a hobo. <laughs> Gosh. I wonder if I not. Yeah, that never went over. Huh. <laughs> Do you have do you have a hobo problem down there in Alabama? We, Not anymore. <laughs> Not since the auction started. <laughs> well, we'll give you a big salute for keeping the streets clean of the hobo menace. Hey, how are we going to go to the hobo festival if you kill all the hobos? Okay. Still on the my views expressed list. on this show yeah. do not reflect those. Of Anyone else? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. We're special people. Thanks for hanging out with us again for our weekly news roundup. If you are excited to take place, take part in an epic flower and egg battle in Spain, or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a New York City airport bar full of $30 beers and expert travel planners <laughs> to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globe-trotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventurers.com. See you real soon. That's all you need. Bye, everybody. Call me. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.